Hi Global Consultants, David Thexton here from Consultex and welcome to this week's podcast, Everything Business Consulting, a weekly podcast all about business consulting where we talk about many different topics and interview really interesting people from our global network. If you want to be or are a business consultant, this is the podcast for you. We've had a lot of new people who have joined Consultex in the last couple of weeks. I just have a quick shout out to them. Uh, they're quite they're quite a mixed bunch from all over the world. I'd like to say hello to Richard Cobb in the United States, uh, Abadil in Egypt, Jonas Van Den who is in the U.S. as well, Bob Elster also the U.S., Mike Karna, U.S. as well, uh, Matt Giovanni, uh, Robert Pearson. Uh, John Flynn in Ireland, who's I had a long talk to actually, and he's going to be starting a consulting firm in Ireland. Uh, Kyle Metcalf, United States. Bradley Crompton in Canada. John McFarland in the US and Duane Huff in the US. So welcome to all those people. You've all joined in the last couple of weeks. That's fantastic. Um, great to have you with us. Now, today's all about questions and answers. We get a lot of them. And um, Mandy's gone out and she's um, um, printed them all out for me. And uh, she was going to answer some of these questions actually, but she's been on holiday in Hawaii for a week and come back with the worst flu that she's ever had in her life. She can hardly speak. So I wanted to answer these questions and get them all out in this podcast. So unfortunately, she won't be with us until the next podcast. Okay, right. So one of the uh, first questions here that somebody's asked has said, I've had a business for 30 years and I'm interested in consulting. Honestly, I do not have a great accounting background. I've always contracted that out. Can you tell me something about that? Well, the thing is, you don't need to be an accountant to be a business consultant, just like you don't need to know how to build an engine to drive a car. Um, An accountant is somebody who traditionally produces historical uh, accounting information for a business. Now, now every business needs an accountant, uh, and um, depending on the size, probably a bookkeeper. The bookkeeper uh, puts all the information into the accounting system, and then the accountant makes sure everything's done correctly, and they produce the annual reports, and they produce the uh, tax reports for the uh, filings that go to the local tax department. Now, the thing is, you need to have a bit of a basic background. You need to know how to read a balance sheet or read a profit and loss statement. But if you don't, it's in the training. It's in our resources. There's two or three programs that I put together a few years ago to give you a, a pretty thorough understanding of that. So you need the business needs an account and they need a bookkeeper. You know, the important thing is that you need to be able to produce monthly profit and loss statements. And the reason for this is you need to be able to measure what's going on in the business. Most businesses that you will come across, you will find that they don't do monthly accounts. You'll find they wait to the end of the financial year and then probably six months after that, which makes it probably 18 months before they get their first set of accounts. And that's just the way it's been for years and years. I know there's a few accountants out there who produce monthly accounts, but you can count them on one hand. There's not very many. 
So that's why it's very important to have a bookkeeper. Um, you need to make sure the bookkeeper is putting the right information in the right places. Um, and then you or the business owner or with the help of the bookkeeper, you can actually go into the online accounting systems and you can print out whatever reports you want to your heart's content. And if you have a complex question, then sure, go and ask the accountant. But you don't need to be an accountant you don't need to have an accounting background to be able to read and interpret the reports coming off uh, of the accounting system. So I hope that helps out. Um, as I mentioned, there are some, some short-form training programs in there that I put together a few years ago, um, which will tell you everything that you need to know. So thanks for that question. Okay, um, next question here um, is from John. Uh, where is the best place to locate clients? I live in NJ, USA. That must be New Jersey. Having a hard time locating clients. Everyone seems to have a big ego and all the answers. Yep, tell me about it. We've come. That's been our experience for years and years. And what you find is that most business owners, when I say most, I mean over 80%, they're delusional and um, all they're in denial or a combination of both, what the true state of their business and their financial situation is. As long as there's money in the bank uh, and and there are no creditors um, banging on the door, no supplies banging on the door and, and uh, the bank's relatively happy, um, they don't even monitor their business. But um, there are millions out there around the world who are just drifting along and they're going to go broke and it's not an if they're going to go broke it's when so so these are the people that you need to need to be talking to uh, now the thing is in the early years of this program probably started in 2005 probably by about 2010 we put together a really really powerful client acquisition um, strategy um, uh, which we use to gain clients because we have to talk to the the pro uh, well, of course they're going to be prospects at the start talk to the prospects and we had to take them through a process which allows them to see what the true state of their business is and it might take two meetings of uh, the first meeting an hour and the second meeting an hour and a half but we need to be able to show them what's really going on uh, and it's an eye-opener it's an absolute eye-opener and this any uh, any delusion they've got or any um, denial of what the real situation is evaporates away once they've been through this meeting like it's a killer meeting in the first meeting sometimes the prospects start to get a bit teary-eyed um, and I've had some that have been full-on bawling their eyes out so that's what you have to cut through and that's what makes a good a good consultant at being able to to prospect and to sign up clients um, they're everywhere and um, and like I said over 80% have got ego problems and they think they know more than what they know but you know two heads are always better than one and um, there are millions and millions and millions out there there's no shortage of, um, of, of prospects for this business absolutely none so I wouldn't worry about that too much but do learn when you sign up learn the client acquisition strategies because like I mentioned they've been developed over over 10 years till we got it pretty much perfect and we've had hundreds of people have contributed to the process as well so so uh, that will be fine um, moving on to the next question here just have a look for a second somebody said uh, who was this from Isaac I'd like to know how long the training program is and when it can be well, I can be fully ready to start the consulting business once I sign up for the program 
Uh, that's the first question. Um, well, the training program is about 25 hours. We've crystallized it down to 25 hours of videos. You can do it all at once in one week. You can spread it over two weeks. You can do it over a few weekends. It's totally up to you. And you can go backwards and forwards and you can play the videos again uh, and you can print out the manuals and you can put notes in the side, all of these sorts of things. Um, you are you're ready to, 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 to start consulting straight after you finish the training. You need to get your business cards printed, you need to get your brochures done. And once you've done that, you're locked and loaded and ready to go. Then you go on to the marathon plan, which is the first Monday that you, that you start. And there's 13 videos over 13 weeks to be able to hold your hand and to help you to, to get a good start. So uh, you play that every Monday for 13 weeks and we take you through a process and say, you should be here by now, you should be here by now, etc., etc. And part two to the question, does registration give you access to all programs um, at the selected category, example, sole consultant, or does one access modules per month for... Uh, for how long to no it doesn't work like that you get access to all the programs it's all there as soon as you've signed up and you become a become a subscriber um, you set your passwords up and everything and then you're into consultex and away you go so it's very powerful and it's it's all there um, and it uh, you go through it sort of um, piece by piece one of the things is that that once you've been through the whole training and you've started um, prospecting for clients and you started talking to prospects and things like that, we encourage you to go back and watch the video that is relevant to where you are. Like if you're right in the early stages of uh, generating a list of leads or going and visiting those leads, we say watch the videos that are relevant to that before you go to those meetings so they're fresh in your mind. So that works um that works very, very well. So yeah, just to summarize um, that one there, programs as long and short as you want it to be. Um, we've got a lot of people who are doing training over the Christmas break because they're going to be joining a 13-week program, uh, a Quick Start 2018 program, which starts around about the 9th or 10th of January. So so um, if you're considering joining us, then get signed up uh, around Christmas time. It's an automatic software, and you can have all your training done um, by the time you get started in the first uh, first few weeks of of, uh, of January. So that's all on those questions. I'll be back in a minute just after this quick message from JLD. Have you ever thought about using your past business or corporate experience to help others in business by becoming a business consultant, coach, or advisor? If so, there's an opportunity to enter the world of business consulting with a complete system ready for you to run with called ConsultX. If you're a business consultant, coach, or advisor, or interested in becoming one, then you should check out ConsultX. ConsultX is an online consulting program that helps an engaged community of like-minded people. So all the training tools and support that you need to become a successful business consultant are ready for you when and how you want to consume them all in one place. Find out more now by visiting consultx.com slash fire. That's consultx.com slash fire. You can also check out their podcast, Everything Business Consulting, to help you get started. Okay, I'm back. Now, uh, moving on to the next question. This is from Quentin, uh, and um, I had the privilege of having a, a big discussion with him about a week ago. Uh, and he came up with some really good questions, and I thought, well, everybody else needs to hear these questions because they're pretty relevant to what we do. So I'll start, here's his uh, email here. Hello, Amanda and David. 
What are your thoughts about starting with a couple of business owners that I know and they are probably in rescue mode? Well, <clears throat> that's one of the recommendations that we have in the training is to find out from all of your previous clients or colleagues or, or, or business friends, um, go and visit them and tell them exactly what you do. Uh, make sure you've got a pretty good presentation together to, to tell them. Make sure you really understand the elevator pitch and, uh, and go and have a talk to them. Uh, the important thing is you're trying to impress them because that they might see you as Quinton the, the architect, but you're now Quinton the business consultant and they will in some cases, have trouble believing that you've been able to change. But of course, you've done a very intensive training program and you will. So yeah, go and see those people uh, because not only um, are they potential clients for you, they're also potential people to give you um, referrals to other business owners, other clients of theirs, suppliers of theirs. So yeah, that's a, that's a good way to start. Next question, he said, um, I was also thinking about attending BNI meetings for new prospects, which are mostly small, question mark. Now, um, I belong to BNI in Australia. We had 42 members in the group. Yes, they were mostly small. However, I got three, I got three clients out of the actual group itself. Um, one, one was a million dollar business and the other two were two million dollar businesses uh, and they were two and a half thousand a month, three thousand a month fees but more importantly all of the other members they had suppliers and they had customers and I was able to mine, mine um, those prospects for years probably, for, I belonged to it about three years for years, I was able to mine those those prospects from 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 that particular group. Also, too, just on BNI, BNI's Business Networking International, all across the world, you can join them. Um, is that I became the guest host host guest host. It's hard to say. Um, and what that meant was, I got to all the new all the new guests, and there was at least one to two a, a week every time we met. Um, I hosted them which meant that I got first crack at them, and they became a prospect of mine straight away. So over a year, I got to meet around about 52 people uh, as a guest host. And then the next year, I became the secretary, and then the year after that, I became the president. Um, so, so it worked very, very well for me. I belong to two networking groups, another one called the Executive Alliance, and, and um once every couple of months, I would do a, um, a talk or ran a small 45-minute seminar for them. It was 135 people in this networking group, so it was really good. I'd come down from the stage, and there'd be two or three people waiting there. Give me their business cards. Could you give me a call? I'd like to talk to you. So that was so powerful. And combine that with the referrals I got from them, and, and I just had clients coming out of my ears, literally. So, yeah, um, now, here's another question here that is, that is actually, it's about three questions in one, so I'll read them all. What do you think about pursuing a small business that's interested in a business plan only? And he said, I receive prospect requests all the time um, from lead sources, but they usually only request a business plan. Do you ever just charge for a business plan only um, and maybe it in, um, evolves into additional services and how do you create a fee for writing a business plan on Consultex? Okay, most business owners, because they don't, 
know what we do, because they've never heard of us, um, because they're in delusional and, and denial, as we've spoken about before, they think they only need a business plan. They think that somebody comes in like you and you do an um, excellent job of a business plan for them and then they pay you and they get the business plan and they put it in the top left-hand corner of the shelf behind their desk and it's magic. And it sprays out goodness and success. You don't have to do anything else. You just got to pay for the business plan and it just, like I said, it squirts all of this positivity around their room and the business becomes magically successful. Well, sounds a bit cynical, but that's really about it. And that was my experience in my first year of consulting. That was all I did. I did nine business plans, charged a huge amount of money. Uh, and nine months later, went back to those businesses to see how they were progressing to find that out of nine, seven of them had done nothing and the other two had barely started. Now, I don't know whether it's a can't or won't. Um, more than likely a can't do it. Um, so I peddled like mad and I tried to get in as their consultant, as the implementation guy to get these things going, you know, and, and it was so hard to get back in. I couldn't get back in. I could not get back in. It was like the horse had bolted and, and something had happened and I couldn't get back in. So, so all those businesses uh, just carried on and carried on and some of them went broke and things like that. So, so we ask here about charging as well. Um, that's really based on hours. We don't charge clients hours and we don't talk about hours, but we do in our own uh, mind establish what hourly rate we want to earn and we also establish how many hours it's going to take to do a, to do a job. A business plan for an average size business would take, I would say, um, probably eight weeks to do that at probably four hours a week, uh, two hours with the client, two hours back in your office. Um, so to eight, 16, 32, 64 hours, isn't it? Eight weeks times, times four, to eight, 16, 32 hours it is. Roughly 32 to 36 hours um, to do a business plan. You get faster and faster. Um, so I've got a calculator in front of you, but if you're on $250 an hour, that's what you're wanting to earn, and you've got 32, 36 weeks or hours, work it out. That's five, six thousand dollars, something like that. Um, I charged up as high, up as high as eighteen thousand for some of those business plans that I did back between two thousand five and two thousand nine. Uh, but they were bigger companies. They were thirty five, thirty eight million dollar companies. So, so yeah. So you need to need to be relatively accurate on on um, how long it's going to take. So. Yeah, I, I would. I, I would. I wouldn't turn the business away. I'd never ever suggest that ever. But I would say that they do need to be on those railway lines. They need to be on the business success program, which takes them through systematically through building the business plan, through implementation, through the monthly meetings, and through the the monthly meetings of management meetings and key performance indicators, and also implementation of the tasks. Because typically, as I earlier mentioned. People that when you build these business plans, they can't or won't um, implement them. So yeah, so um, another one here. He said, "Do you avoid those types of services because you want to create long-term relationships?" Well, no, no. But you do everything in your power to get them onto the railway tracks, to get them onto the business success program. Otherwise, um, there'll be no implementation, and everybody's wasted their time. 
Um, another question here this is from Quinton as well. Does Consultex provide a way to create a fee only for startup services? And if so, which services will that include? What are your thoughts? Well, startup services. Every business has to start up, obviously. Um, at the startup is generally the point in time when they've got the most money and they've got the most to lose. They borrow it. Um, they've saved it. Um, by whatever means, they have, they have this money and they start up, and then it goes downhill from there. The equity just drains out of the business through losses until there's none left. So, yes, it's good to get in front of a startup, and and you'd, you'd use all the, all the parts of the Consultex program, uh, and you may have to be a little bit lighter on your fees at the start, but remember that that we work on a fixed fee for the first two months and then we turn it into a percentage of monthly revenue. So what's really gonna happen there is as you build the business with the owner, then the revenue goes up and so do your fees. Um, and they get all services for that because you're continuously trying to pull them back onto the tracks onto the BSP program. Um, so that, uh, that includes all of the services. Another thing about um, about startups is that um, it's best to get them into a good a good practice of business management, business measurement, and all those sorts of things right from the start. Um, and uh, if you can do all of that, then they have a gr way greater um, percentage chance of surviving um, after they started the business up. So those are the good questions there. Right, moving on to some questions from John. Um, he said here, my question is twofold. Um, here it is here. Uh, how do I make the time to see clients since it's not just my schedule, but also the client's schedule I'll be working around as well? Do you find your consultants are meeting clients at night or on weekends? Very rarely do you meet with, it, with them at night on weekends. Occasionally, I used to meet um, some of my clients after work like at 5.30 to 7 o'clock. Um, I, I had a home office, but I also had an office uh, in a, uh, what do they call them? Those offices that are um, serviced offices, uh, in a serviced office, and they had a boardroom, and they had tea and coffee and cold drinks and all those sorts of things. And they used to like, these two clients I'm thinking about, they used to like actually coming over at 5.30. They're both in, in industrial industries, and they go home and they'd have have a shower and then they come over and we meet them 5.30 till 7, so that worked really well. Um, that's how to see clients. Um, I just want to do a little step back here on, on uh, something that's just come to mind, is in the prospecting stage of seeing clients. Now that's that's um, that, that's really a, a do anything kind of situation there. If you have to see them on the weekend, if they, if they say, oh, I'm just so busy, I can't see you during the week, um, that may be their perception, it may not be true, but you need to take away any objections and, and they say, oh, I can only see you at six o'clock in the morning. You say, yep, no problem at all, book in your diary and you turn up. Uh, and um, you, you, you need to do everything and anything you possibly can to, uh, to get to, those, to, get to those, those first meetings. And the second part of my question, he says, is um, 
My issue will be acquiring clients here in New Jersey, and the competition is fierce to say nothing about New Jersey folks, in brackets, they're very jaded, LOL in brackets. Fact is, many here are giving the profession a bad name, and I don't care much about what others are doing, but I do want to acquire some quality clients, so not very many, um, to work with an ongoing basis. I've tried giving presentations at chamber events, and did get one client, but only for a short period, only for two months. Granted, I didn't have your program to follow, nor did I invest much time. So key act, client acquisition is key for me more than anything else. Um, let's go back about this competition is, is fierce, um, and he says in New Jersey, it's, it's fierce everywhere to a greater or lesser degree. Um, what we found, and he talks about getting a bad name, um, and I want you to, um, I'm going to tell you something here, uh, but certain people who are listening to this podcast don't get upset. This is only an observation over the last 12 years. And that is business coaches don't do what we do. And the problem is that uh, a lot of business owners think that business coaches do what we do as business consultants or business success partners. And that's how the bad name is is um, is generated out there. And we have the same problem in New Zealand, Australia, UK, South Africa, Holland even. Um, business coaches um, who are telling business clients that they are experts in business. Now, I know there are some business coaches out there who are experts in business. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the business coaches that go through a business coaching course, well, not even a business coaching, a coaching course, um, and and they're more of a personal coach than a business coach, and they and they pretend that they're a business coach, and they and they give the profession. We all get wrapped in the same the same cloth, really. Um, that uh, that um, that you know that that bad name gets out there. We have to break through that, and our client acquisition process is designed to do that because when we um, when we take them through our client acquisition process, it absolutely blows them away. So yeah. So you have to cut through that, and um, um, yeah, uh, he says here he talks about quality clients, ongoing basis, presentations at chamber events. That's what we spoke about a few minutes back. Was these networking groups, chamber of commerce, um, um, uh, business after dark, uh, women's business groups. There's all sorts and types out there. Um, BNI is very powerful. We talked about that, and and. Um, yeah, if you do a presentation to to any of these groups, you should get at least one client out of it. Um, if if not that, you will get a, your your image and your what people know about what you do and are able to offer um, will be very valuable to you. Uh, I belong to a group in Australia called the Executive Alliance. Had 135 members. May have mentioned it before, but uh, I gave speeches on the stage there and. And uh, I come down the stairs, and there'd be three people waiting, and two of them would turn into clients. It was it was very very powerful, um, and it's it's number two after walking in and and meeting business owners. If if you said what's the what's the top one, the top one is is what's called FaceTime, walking in and talking to business owners. And the second one's networking. Um, 
So that works really well. So um, I hope that helps out. Helps out, John. Um, just looking at these questions, there, seeing if there's anything else that we can pick up here that people will be interested in. Um, he says I don't have the program to follow, um, and I didn't invest much time. So you must be a prospect of joining Consultix. So I'd strongly um, encourage anybody to who's listening to this to join Consultix. If you want to be a business consultant, then we're the people to to uh, become part of the network with, and we're, we're growing all around the world. As you heard at the start of this podcast, we're in all sorts of countries, mainly in the States, because our marketing at the moment is only running in the States. But in 2018, we'll be going back into marketing in the UK and South Africa, all English-speaking countries. So that's all the questions we've got time for today. Thank you very much for listening, and um, we'll just have a short message, and then I'll see you all again next week. Thanks. Goodbye. If you're a business consultant, coach, or advisor, or interested in becoming one, then you should check out the Consult X Business Success Program. Find out more today by visiting consultx.com slash fire, and be sure to subscribe to their podcast, Everything Business Consulting.